Good morning. Ah, I'm beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that just feels good today. It just does. Uh, yeah, I have on red socks. <laughs> yeah, really good. Uh, <laughs> would you stand with me? And let's read from uh, Matthew, first, first chapter. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son And he gave him the name Jesus. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the life and the power and the light that are in your word. I pray that you would quicken our hearts, quicken our spirits. I pray that the Holy Spirit would rest upon every person here so that we'd be made alive to what you want to say to us today and that we would be obedient to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, This is going to seem like a bunny trail uh, for a little while, but uh, Noah built an ark. And uh, uh, the ark is a type of our salvation, and it's a type of our salvation for at least six reasons. There are possibly more, but at least six. And if you've got uh, a bulletin and you've got an outline there, you can actually uh, fill those in as we go along, and you might actually remember them at some point in time. Uh, First of all... It was God's plan. It was God's idea. Noah was not just sitting around one day and went, you know what, man? I want a boat. Uh, that just wasn't the way that it was. Now, I know that, uh, you know, people, there are guys who do that, now, maybe gals too, who do that nowadays. And usually that's about 18 months before they sit around and go, how can I get rid of this boat? Uh, but Noah, uh, Noah, I don't, Imagine was even thinking about a boat. As far as we know, he didn't, he didn't live by the sea or anything like that. God came along and gave him a plan. And, he, and it wasn't just God. It was God's idea, but it was also God's plan. Now, Noah probably was a pretty good carpenter, but not necessarily a boat builder. But God told him, okay, this is what you make it out of. This is how long you make it. This is how wide you make it. This is how t- tall you make it. This is what I want in terms of uh, of, of windows and things in the ark. So this was, this was God's plan, just like our salvation. You know, none of us were sitting around thinking, you know, if God would only send his son to come and die for us, then we could be saved. Now, we, we didn't have any idea. 
that that was what we needed. Noah didn't have any idea that a boat was what he needed for his salvation, but God gave that to him. And then secondly, it also, it required faith. Now, God did not need Noah, okay? Uh, Noah got involved in what God was doing. It's uh, one, of, one of the verses that I try to keep in mind and keep before me always is the Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth and the seas and all their depths. You know, sometimes there, there's teaching these days that God's got to have a, he's got to have a vessel. He's got to, he's got to find someone with faith. He's got to have a man. He's got to have a woman, somebody who will, who will step out on faith. And you know, that's cool, but no, he really doesn't. He can do whatever he pleases. And when you get a chance to be that vessel, you take it because he'll find another one. He'll find another one. But if you get a chance to, to get on board with what God's doing, then that's what you need to do. And so this, this came about by faith. Uh, um, Noah had to have faith in God. You see, uh, salvation always comes through faith. It has from the very beginning through the end. Uh, Abraham believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. That, that was faith. But even before that, Noah believed God when he said, okay, I want you to devote, now we don't know how many years it was, but a long time to building this thing that you didn't even know existed and to sharing the message that something's going to happen that has never happened in the history of mankind. And it takes faith to go, okay, I'll do that. So he stepped out on faith. Exactly the same way we get saved is through faith. That's always been how salvation has come. And then thirdly, the ark included salvation for all of creation. Well, uh, for, 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 for the animals and, and, and the birds and, and all that, the things that, were, that would not be able to survive the wrath that was coming. And our salvation does as well. Over in Romans chapter 8, it says the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Because when our salvation is consummated, whenever, whenever, whenever Christ returns and, 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 that, and that salvation is totally completed, the creation gets to be involved in it as well. Now the creation uh, is going to be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glory of the children of God. It will share in what we shared in. Now we're the ones who messed it up. And so God's going to bring them along with us, whether, you know, I, I, walk, I go out and walk my dog occasionally if, if the temperature's right and he's feeling up to it and I'm feeling up to it. Uh, he's actually in dog years older than I am. So, you know, we have to, we have to kind of get on the same wavelength, but we'll, you know, we'll go out and, you know, he's getting old. I mean, Peanut's 14 years old now. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, but, but he's getting old and, uh, you know, and there are times as I'm walking him along, because I love the little guy. Uh, there are times I'm walking him along, I'm going, you know, I don't know if all dogs go to heaven. If they do, this one will. Uh, you, you know, I'm not quite sure about the soul thing when it comes to animals and stuff like that. But I'm just kind of going, Peanut, I hope Jesus comes back while you're still alive, because you'll be redeemed with us. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> anyway, uh, the, in the ark, salvation was brought to the creation, not just to, to, to Noah. And then also those inside the ark were preserved from the wrath on the outside, not by the wood. I mean, wood, uh, that, that's nice, but wood leaks. Uh, and God said, I want you to coat it. I want you to coat it on the inside. 
with, with, with pitch. And the, the word, the Hebrew word is actually kafar. And another translation for that word is with atonement. I want you to put atonement on this, on, on this ark on the inside. And that's going to protect you from the wrath that's raging on the outside, which is the same thing that happens with us. The blood of Jesus is the atonement that saves us from the wrath of God. Uh, and then, fifthly, there was only one door to this ark. Codes would never let Noah build this ark if he was trying to build it today. So only one exit, and there probably wasn't even an illuminated exit sign above this door. But Jesus said over in John 10, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. Anybody who climbs in another way is a thief and a robber. And, and, and he went on in John 14 to tell his disciples, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Just, just one door. Now, getting back into family. See, rabbit trails, bun, bun, bunny trails seem to go off, but they always come back around. Uh, there was only one family. Only one family in the Ark of Salvation. I must press that button twice. There's only one family in the Ark of Salvation. Uh, Noah and his family. And there's only one family going to be saved. So, man, that doesn't feel, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't feel right. Uh, yeah, it really does. Because it's a family of God. You, you, the only way to get in is to become a member of his family. And that's exactly what our salvation does. It, 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 it causes us to become members of his family. Now, the New Testament starts with family. Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And it goes on to give a lot of names. And we tend to, we tend to tune out when we're, when we're reading those genealogies, unless it's ours. Ours we get interested in. Uh, it's good to have roots. It's good to be a part of a family. And think, thanks to my cousin-in-law, Lois Ams, I know a little bit about, uh, uh, about our genealogy. I, I, have a, I have a son, and his name is Isaac, and some of you know Isaac. Um, and for those of you who do know Isaac, well, for those who don't, I'll tell you as well, uh, January 15th, He's going to, to be here speaking on that Sunday morning. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. And, and he has a dad, and his dad is me. Uh, that's not a recent photograph. <laughs> it is, yes, but it is nice, yes. And, uh, you know, and I could have gone, gone further back, yeah. Uh, but... I even got some beach pictures, but when, I couldn't put those up, though. Uh, that's, uh, that's me. Okay. It's not, as old, it's not as long ago as you'd think. And so there's Isaac, and his father was Ronnie, and Ronnie's father was Harvey. And, well, there's a dapper young man. Woo! And, uh, and his father was, was Joseph. Now, I, that's the only photograph I've got of my grandfather, Meek, uh, uh, my grandfather, Joseph Meek. Uh, he actually died in 1920, so I certainly didn't know him. But this is the first time I've ever had that photograph and a photograph of me 
next to one another. And there's this part in the hair right here that I'd never noticed before. When I, when I would go and get my hair cut, uh, back in the day when that was needed more than it is now, uh, they would, they would always try to part it the other way and it would never work. And now I know why. Joseph, who's, whoops, I'm sorry. I'm, well, uh, okay, I'm, this, this thing is going, look at those handsome guys. Uh, and uh, Joseph's uh, dad was Howard, and Howard's dad was Moses Christopher, and Moses Christopher's dad was Josiah, and Josiah's dad was Moses Meek, who was born in Ireland. And so I, I, this affinity that I've always had for Ireland, I, I, it's, it's real, it's genuine. I mean, I thought Meek was probably a, an English name, but uh, nah, nah, Irish, they, they name people that as well. And so, you know, it's... Now, here's the thing. I've never seen any of those, well, besides those first three, I've never actually seen any of those guys. And the last four, I've never even, I've never even seen pictures of them. But it's just nice to know they're there. It's just nice to know they're there and to know that they have names and, and, and the, and the names be, be applied to it. Uh, it it gives you roots. It gets you, gives you a sense of who you are. It gives you a, a, a sense of belonging to something. You may not know the, the prior generations in your family, but you can trace your line back to Noah. That's pretty good company. So, you know, we're all, we're all in that. Now, this, this season, this season there, we tend to focus on family, the holy family and, and your family. Uh, families spend, spend time together. Not, not all of the time is as, is as successful as some of the other time. But genuinely, there's no place like home for the holidays, right? Okay, I, I can tell what you guys are looking forward to. Uh, and when I say there's no place like home for the holidays, I don't necessarily mean that it's the happiest, the hap, hap, happiest place on the face of the earth. I just mean there's no place like it. For some people, this is wonderful. For some people, this is a train wreck. And for some people, this is just lonely because it doesn't seem to be anybody. I, I was an only child um, growing up. I still am. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, by, uh, but when I, was a, when I was a child, our nearest cousins were, were three hours away. And, you know, the, being an only child has some advantages. It, it has some disadvantages. The advantages mostly have to do with stuff. Uh, you know, you tend to get more stuff when you don't have to share it with, with anybody. Uh, you get more attention, which that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. You know, if, you're, if you have a proclivity to mischief and uh, you are getting all of the attention, then it's hard to uh, it's hard to scratch that itch, uh, but Christmas time, uh, I mean we we had a you know we we had a great family and it was just mom and dad and myself and uh, you know Christmas Christmas morning was it was, it was fun it was okay uh, it was good but I, it was just it was it was also so, something something seemed to be missing. Uh, I do remember 
My favorite Christmas, though, because I hated getting in the car and driving three hours to go see somebody on Christmas Day. But uh, one year, all my cousins decided to come to our house. I don't know how that happened. I don't know what's up with that. But I do know that uh, there were three uh, other guys, cousins, who were about my age. And they left the four of us at our house and all of the adults and other people went away. And we had all gotten cap guns that year for Christmas. And, and, and in those days, the cap guns had, uh, they were round, red, um, yeah. And, and you could just go bam, 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 bam. You know, actually it went. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it, it would it create smoke and stuff. And when they came back, you couldn't see across any of the rooms in the house. Because it was so full of smoke. It was great. They never did that again. But... <laughs> But that was a wonderful Christmas. But whichever, whichever category your family falls into that, wow, this is wonderful. Or, oh, man, we got to do this. Or I don't even have one. Whichever category you fall into, let's turn some biblical focus on the, the season in family. Family brings challenges. Family can bring challenges. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. Now that's a challenge. And this wasn't the 21st century. And this this wasn't Western culture, but even if it had been, the fact was Mary was pregnant and Joseph wasn't the dad and knew he wasn't the dad. Just that simple. Uh, so Joseph worked out a plan. He worked out a plan the best he could. He, he, was, he was a righteous man. He, he, um, he, he followed the law. He honored the law. He knew this, this just couldn't be right. But apparently he was also a kind man. Uh, not, a, not a vengeful type of, of a man or person. And, uh, and he didn't want to expose Mary to public disgrace. And so he decided that he would, he would put her away quietly. <clears throat> you don't need to know everything about everybody else and what's going on in their life. Let me just say that. You, you already know that not everybody needs to know what's going on in your life, but you need to know you don't need to know what's going on in everybody else's life. Sometimes it's absolutely okay to do this quietly. And that's what Joseph had decided to do. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, I mean you, you look at that and you kind of go, wow, that's good guy. Good guy. But God had a different plan. God, God had a different plan. God showed up. An angel of the Lord showed up and... <laughs> And gave him a different alternative and said, uh, uh, Joseph, here's what I actually want you to do. Uh, don't be afraid to bring Mary in as your wife. I mean, I know this has never happened before in the history of humankind, but it really is the Holy Spirit who's the father. So you bring him in and you name this boy Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. And Joseph did it. Wow. Uh, family, family can get complicated and messy sometimes. It can get messy. Uh, And when it's someone else's family and you can walk away, that's cool. But when it's home, it's home. 
uh, Hosea. God, God, told, God told Hosea to take an unfaithful wife. And he did. And she was. And, and, and she went off with another man. And then God said, go get her and bring her back. You know? And in spite, of, in spite of what Moses had said in, in Deuteronomy uh, 24.4 about, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're married and you, and you're, and you divorce and, and she goes with another man, it's an abomination to bring her back. Uh, God told Hosea to do it. And he did it. He did it. It was God's picture of, of his love for Israel. He says, you know, I've betrothed you to myself. You've been unfaithful to me, but I will take you back. And it's not just husbands and wives. Moses had problems with his brother and sister because they didn't like his wife. Have you ever had a close relative marry someone that you had a problem with? No. Nobody in here? I mean, this is, these are real people. This is, this is reality. These are things that actually happen in, in people's lives. And, and God, God sorted them out. God sorted Aaron and, Mo, and, and Miriam out. It was, once again, you know, this isn't your wife, that's his. And you need to be... I had... Uh, uh, no, I... Yeah. Because that would be really mean, wouldn't it? If I, yeah. No, I, I, I had, uh, had a friend once who's, uh, uh, who was going through a really rough period. He and his wife were going through a really rough period. And, and his brother was kind of coming down sort of on the wrong side. And I had to go, man, this is your brother. This is your brother. He's not done anything wrong. You need to, you need to be supportive. You need to be encouraging. Let's, let's get on board here. I, I'm so glad that, that Joseph was the kind of man he was, a, a man of faith. If your family brings challenges this season, and I'm assuming that there's somebody in here who is not really looking forward to seeing that, that cousin, that uncle, that, that brother, that child, that parent. If your family brings challenges this season, understand this is a season of miracles. Everything is possible with Jesus. Oh, yeah. Our family, we've got a, we've got a terrific family. I mean, we, we really do. Uh, and the Lord has really blessed us and blessed all three of our kids. But there have been some, there have been some challenges. There have been some, there have been some things that have, have not been easy. And uh, a couple of years ago or... I don't know, it might have even been this year. I don't know. I, uh, you know, anything that was over two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 something that I had even forgot, I'd stopped praying about. Something that I just didn't even pray about anymore. You know, it just seemed like it's going to be that way forever. We're just going to make the best of it and do the best we can. Yeah. I quit praying about it. Uh, flared up. And when, you know, sometimes God lets things flare up to remind you that maybe you ought to get him involved in the loop. And so when it did, I, I, I went, okay, I really, I, I need to pray about this again, don't I? I need to ask God to fix this thing. And he did. He did. 
I mean, something that had been an issue for, for years. He fixed. And not only did he fix it, it's great now. Look, I, I, I know that some of you have some challenging home situations or family situations, but believe in God to do something this year. You know, don't just enter into this. This is a, this is a season of miracles. This is, a, this is a season of wonder. The Son of God was born incarnate into the world. God can fix your issue. And then family doesn't just bring challenges, though. Family also brings connection. Uh, it's great to be part of a warm, loving family. And, uh, you know, and, and really, I mean, Margaret and I are in hog heaven family-wise right now. Uh, everybody that's... Uh, that, that is close to us. Well, Margaret actually has a brother down in southern uh, Alabama, so we don't get to see him a lot. But all, all uh, you know, all of our, our in-laws, our kids, uh, except for two renegades that went to Atlanta, but they, they come back fairly often as well. So they're all here. They're all here. And we like all of them. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. But it's not going to last. It's not going to last. We don't know when Joseph passed off the scene, but somewhere between Jesus' 12th year and his 30th year, 18 years, doesn't sound like a long time to me anymore. Somewhere between there, uh, he left the scene. Probably, probably passed away, probably died. And for some reason, this time of year sees seemingly an inordinate number of, of people past. We've already had two families in, in this church touched by, uh, touched by people going on to be with the Lord. Uh, and it isn't just death that brings change. Uh, life brings change. I mean, when our kids were, when our kids were little, we had a great Christmas routine. Uh, we'd get up on, on, uh, well, it started on Christmas Eve. First of all, uh, it was the one day of the year that all the kids helped clean the house uh, that morning. And, and, and so we'd, we'd do that, and then, and then we'd go out and uh, see a movie that afternoon, and then we'd come home and have a great meal that night, and uh, Margaret would make my favorite candy, and, uh, you know, we'd, and then we'd watch George C. Scott's Christmas Carol, and then we'd read the Christmas story, and we'd sit around a Christmas tree, and we'd sing the carols and everything. And then the next morning we'd get up, and we'd go have breakfast with my parents and, and open gifts with them. And they would come here from 11 to, to noon. And, and that was just... And then we'd go to Margaret's parents in Nashville and have uh, a lunch with them. And then we'd come back home and we'd open all our presents. And it was, it was fabulous. We hadn't done that in a long time. And uh, this year, it's me and Margaret. Good thing we like each other. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get together with people. But it, it changes. It changes. Now, this isn't to bum you out. Uh, Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world. In, in spite of what some sermons would lead you to believe. John 3, 17. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. And the wonder of the season is that Jesus came so that we might have eternal life. 
when I was uh, when I was a kid growing up, I uh, went to a country. Uh, I didn't. Um, yeah, it's country. I went, went to a country Pentecostal church, and we'd have all day singing with dinner on the ground, and and all day singings with dinner on the ground can only end one way, and that's everybody standing on the stage singing. Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord? And Jesus came so that the circle would not have to ever be broken. I have a feeling, my, my, my parents now, they're beyond the pale of suffering and tears, and, uh, but they're not gone. And I will see them again. I've got, I've got a feeling that, that heaven's going to involve much more than an extended worship service or, or uh, a, a, an eternal meal or, or, or even a, a, an eternal fantastic party. Now, if it's going to be an eternal fantastic party, I'm down with that. But I think that it's probably going to be even more than that, more, more, more meaningful stuff. And, and, and the wonderful thing is we're, we're eternity. We're, we're eternity family. We really are. So I don't have to be depressed or upset or anything that, oh man, it was so much fun back when the kids were little, back when mom and dad were still here. It was so, it was so great back when we were able. Uh, no, that was that season. This is this season. Next season's going to be good too. And the ultimate season is going to be wonderful and eternal. Last thing here. Family brings acceptance. Uh, there's a, uh, a book series that, uh, that I enjoy reading, probably my favorite book series. Uh, and one of the, one of the uh, sayings that keeps popping up in it occasionally is, home is where when you have no place to go, they have to take you in. And you say, well, my home is not like that. Well, then it's not your home. Because home is where when you have no place to go, they have to take you in. Well, what if you don't have a family? Some don't have a family because of death. Some don't have a family because of alienation. Others because of simply the circumstances of life, either circumstances they've chosen or circumstances that have been been forced upon them. Hebrews 4.15 says that Jesus is able to empathize with our weakness. And I've always looked at that and thought of that in terms of, oh, it's talking about temptation. You know, he's, he's been tempted in every way just as we are, so he understands our weakness. Now, I don't think it's just temptation. I think it's our weakness. When Joseph took Mary to be his wife, he also claimed Jesus as his son. Jesus, the Messiah, the only son of God, was accepted, owned, Adopted, claimed by a man who had no moral, legal, or blood obligation to give him a home or call him a son. That's, that's him. Joseph had no moral, legal, or blood obligation to do any of that. And Jesus says over in Luke eleven thirteen, If you, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? 
uh, the man who, whose father had no obligation and yet took him in and claimed him as his own is the one who said that. You say, well, the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, is that claiming us as sons? Romans says the spirit that we have received is a spirit of, uh, of, of sonship, a spirit of adoption. And by that spirit, by that Holy Spirit that he's given, we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirits that we are God's children. If Abraham would sacrifice his son, God did sacrifice his son. If Joseph was willing to accept someone that he had no legal, moral, or blood responsibility for, how much more? See, because God does have a legal and moral responsibility to accept you. He does because his word says that he does. Jesus said over in John chapter 6, All the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never turn away. Whoever comes to me, I will never turn away. There is no one who can come. It's like what Kevin was saying here earlier. You know, when the kids are sitting down at the table and you go, oh, that nose is snotty and those hands are dirty. You know, go go wash and then come back here. No, it's, you're welcome. You're here. You have a place that will take you in. You have a place where you belong. And not only that, he has a blood obligation. To receive you. Because Jesus shed his blood for you. If you belong to Christ, or if you want to belong to Christ. I mean, you know, you may, be, you, may, you may not have really made a commitment to Christ. You may just be here and just kind of going, I'm not really sure why I'm here. This sounds pretty good, but I'm not really sure why I'm here. I know why you're here. You, you didn't wake up this morning and go, you know, I, I need to know more about Jesus. No, you woke up this morning and the Holy Spirit drew you and wooed you. If you have any desire to come to know Jesus, it's because God put that desire there. Because He wants you. Jesus says, no one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So He's drawing you. He wants you. You belong. You're part of the family. When Jesus entered the world, Mary and Joseph became a family. But His coming opened the door for a whole lot more than just the two of them to become a family. It opened the door for all of us to become a family. The one door, the family that will be saved. Would you stand with me? Oh yeah, more than a conqueror. I really, well, those who are going to pray with people come forward at this time. I really believe, you know, this is a season of wonder. It is a season, it's a wonderful season. It's a season of wonder. Wonderful simply means full of wonder. And I really believe that, that this year, some of you have some family that you've either given up on or you're disgusted with, you're on the edge with it. This can't possibly happen. God wants to do some wonderful things this year.